today on the Tearsheet Podcast. So today, Tier 2 Bank, uh, so Tier 2, it's small regional credit union committee banks. Uh, they should today, it's like, it's not, uh, they, they don't have a, uh, the trust of a client. They have a trust. It's not that they don't have an increase of a deposit. With a COVID, they have the increase of a deposit. The issue with them, it's the long-term opportunity relationship with their client. And the issue today, it's like if you take a look at uh, the op opening account of checking account, not online, but just checking account opening, they're losing ground totally. And the two winners are on one side, uh, Chancha Bank and the Mega Bank. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. With all the talk about challenger banks and megabanks, tier two financial institutions like community banks and credit unions frequently get lost in the conversation. My guest today on the show is Arkady Lapiro. His experience building first generation challenger banks has molded his worldview on the banking industry. Now he's back with Agora, a banking as a service platform targeting tier two banks and credit unions. Lapiro joins me on the podcast to discuss the opportunities and challenges for smaller banking institutions facing competition from both mega banks and new upstarts. We talk about Agora and why he built a platform starting with two embedded services, SMB Banking and Team Banking. Arkady Lapiro is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Good morning, Zach. I'm Arkady Lapiro, CEO and founder of Agora. We are the newest bank as a service provider in the U.S. Great. This is definitely a space that we're going to get into. So let me first hear, Arkady, about your background and, and what led you to this space. That's a good, great question. So um, this space, Bank as a Service, is uh, there's two ways of people making it. Either it's New Geek or Older Banker. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a mix of the two of them. So I'm based in New York for a decade. Uh, back in 2000, I was in the Challenger Bank world. Uh, I was part of a funding and management team of, at that time, a digital bank. Today, you would call it Changer Bank. And uh, it's, it was called Fortuneo.com, uh, and it still exists today. And uh, we grew it to over uh, $20 billion uh, deposit bank, online bank, and uh, the only one uh, profitable in Europe. So I'm just reduplicating the business model that I did two decades ago. Well, I mean, is it reduplicating or it's, it's taking the platform model? So what we did, we did the B2C and the B2B. Mm. So today I'm not doing the B2C, I'm doing the B2B. Uh, what we did two decades ago, we grew it to over $40 billion deposit on the co-conversion model. Today I'm just taking the same business model that we did, but with a newest technology, a new approach, which is dedicated to a tier two bank in the U.S. Got it. And one thing I just want to go back to you, when you started to introduce your background, you said a digital bank, which is probably known as a challenger bank, given the fact that you were early in that space, do you think um, those standalone digital banks are actually challenging the status quo? Honestly, in the, in the, in the pitch that they, uh, they, uh, they push, yes, the mm -hmm. reality down the road, nothing. If mm -hmm. you take a look, if you take a look at uh, uh, Greenlight, uh, Chime, and all of them, product-wise, it, it's, it's great on the marketing, but uh, time is time is on the side on uh, traditional banks. They can catch up easily with the right tech. And um, do you think they will, or you just think it's a matter of time for the big the incumbents to to figure out how to do digital better? It will take time. Mm -hmm. the, the big one will. The question is, do the medium and small one will? I'm not sure. And there was a great article this morning by uh, Ron Shevlin about. Uh, 
who are the winners and the losers of uh, 2020. The winner, one of them is Chime. The big losers, Credit Union. Hmm, interesting. So, so, so let's focus on Agora then. So, you know, you have all this experience in in digital banking, and now you decide to move into sort of the platform model. Why target tier two banks? Because it's an address, an address market. Just before that, the genesis of Agora. So we started in 2018. Uh, first of all, it was a joint venture with uh, the largest European uh, retailer, like uh, the equivalent of Walmart. So mm -hmm. they, they built for themselves a changer bank in-house. So they put uh, tens of millions of dollars into that. So we started uh, a joint venture, Agora, with them. And uh, the idea was uh, first to say, is there a market? Uh, is it core conversion? Is it pure changer bank? We find out uh, we were working with a consultant, a big one here in the US, that there was bank as a service for fintech on one side. On the other side, there, were, there was players trying to do co-conversion for traditional banks. And we found a sweet spot, which is fintech as a service for tier two bank and below. There's almost no one really which is coming here. Everybody is trying to resell the old way or uh, to do co-conversion. When the need is today, it's, fintech as a service change our bank technology for this kind of segment that's why we're here so so let me just make sure i understand so agora really could help create digital offerings digital brands theoretically um some, they sometimes call these like sort of sidecar brands or for for these the tier two banks so they can launch and have a, an, a competitive offering within the digital space so what is what is agora so agora is a complete challenger bank tech platform you could see it as a core banking provider for Changer Bank. Uh, we don't want to position as a core banking, but as a mm -hmm. middleware. So what, uh, theoretically speaking, what a tier two bank and below bank credit union can do with us. One, they need a single feature. They need onboarding. They need card control. They need shared account. They need reporting, whatever. It's uh, through our API, we can bundle and plug a single feature. Option two, they want to build a complete new digital bank. So it's a new move. Uh, Nimbus and uh, Move and with Q2 are trying to step in. If you take a look at the final product they're launching, it's very similar to not a changer bank, but to a digital bank. And um, you can go to our website to see the products that we're launching, mm -hmm. which are more changer bank kind of a platform. Uh, so that's option two. Option three, because I'm from this industry, I built myself at very large scale banks, uh, digital banks, and I was an advisor to very large uh, banks. We are launching fully white label changer bank, and uh, we're launching with two. So basically, there's a it's a, it's a very wide uh, approach that we can offer to tier two bank and below. And and given your conversations with tier two banks, like so, what 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 are their challenges and opportunities in a market like this? You mentioned the Ron Shevlin's article about. Chime being a winner and, and credit unions being a loser. Like, what about tier two banks? So today, tier two bank, uh, so tier two, it's small regional credit union committee banks. Uh, the issue today, it's like, it's not uh, that they, they don't have a, uh, the trust of a client. They have a trust. It's not that they don't have an increase of a deposit. With a COVID, they have the increase of a deposit. The issue with them, it's the long-term opportunity relationship with their client. And the issue today, it's like if you take a look at uh, the op opening account of checking account, not online, but just checking account opening, they're losing ground. 
totally. And the two winners are on one side, uh, Changsha Bank and the mega banks. So today the issue with uh, regarding versus Chime or versus really specific players, it's like, what's the business in 10 years? Who are the clients in 10 years? Mm. And if you take a look, it's like, uh, you know, the name, you know, uh, Greenlight, Step, uh, all these uh, changer bank, which are focusing on the teenagers on one side. On the other side, the real, as of today, profitable market, it's small, medium business. You have uh, Zen Business, Cabbage, Intuit, uh, Regis Bank. They just announced like two weeks ago, they're launching an SMB digital mm -hmm. bank. So these are the two hot segments for the credit union and community bank. Uh, the, the, the new niche, the underbank for Latinos, Black, it's not the reality. It's not the real market for, for them. The real market, it's like more mass market. It's the young population, Gen Z, and the small medium business, it's a, uh, it's where you have a, which is a huge market. It's it's three hundred and seventy billion dollars market, and if they're losing these two segments, what's the future tomorrow? That makes a lot of sense. So let's start with, um, you know, looking at what you're launching with Agora, like what what product sets and what you're targeting. Um, well, let's start with the pure uh, white label. What what are the two um, white label solutions that you have there that you mentioned? Yeah, so I'm going, before talking about Agora, I'm talking about the market. So mm -hmm. when someone is saying white label, what does it mean? White label, it's two parts. Either it's a pure regulated part, that means providing a bank charter. Or option two, it's like having a platform which is embedded for a third party, fintech or a bank, and uh, which is used by them. Uh, that is the concept of white labeling. We are going much further than that. What we, when we say white labeling, it can be what I just told you, or which is basically to build a new brand for a bank, or we're coming with a new option, which is we're providing everything, even a full set of features. So I'm going to give you an example. Today, uh, I'm a new bank, and I want to launch a, a new bank, a new brand. I will call um, a provider. The provider will do maybe an app, they, and then they will do the basic features, which is deposit, uh, bill payment, uh, card issuance, period. And they will call it a new digital brand. So this is white label. So I'm going to explain what, what do we call white label. So we're launching a two uh, digital suite, the teenagers on one side and uh, the small medium business. And I'm going just to focus on the team. Chase just uh, launched a team product powered by um, Greenlight. Greenlight. Right? Yeah. Yep. If you take a look at the features, it's there's an app for a parent, an app for the team, a plastic card issued. There's no, I'm, I'm talking about Chase, there's no Apple Pay or Google Pay. There's no Apple Pay, Google Pay. And basically, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's the product. So the product that we're launching, fully white label for banks and credit union, and we're coming with a bin sponsor. And we're doing also the card issuance. Basically, we're in-housing everything. It mm. includes everything that I told you, plus virtual card. And virtual card is not Apple Pay, Google Pay. Virtual card is a separate card. It includes money pool, kind of uh, what PayPal has, but much more advanced. It's mm -hmm. a collect from features. We included also a reward uh, marketplace mm -hmm. with uh, the equivalent of cashback. Uh, we include uh, a web portal 
transactional web uh, for the parents and the teenagers, and, uh, sorry, just for the pa parents. We're including co-control by both parents uh, and uh, much more. So you see, it's like, it's not just a single white label feature, which is okay, it's very similar, but much more advanced. So this is what I call white labeling, but second generation. That means we, we are in-housing like a lab, the research of additional products and the same thing on the SMB. And SMB, we're not just coming with uh, uh, basic features. Uh, we're coming with uh, expense management with an OCI in real time, uh, retirement plan, uh, mm. mobile point of sales, like an equivalent of Square, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So once again, very advanced. Yeah, that sounds really advanced. So I want to drill down on the teen banking. You mentioned that that, that seems to be kind of really popular now. We've written a little bit at, near the end of this year as that was sort of ramping the green lights, the steps, you know, the Go Henry's would just raise some more money. Why all of a sudden is there such an interest around teen banking? So teen banking was always of interest. Digital teen banking is the new interest because before every teen, every bank, they had the piggy bank account, you know, with a, a saving, a $50 a bonus and, a, and really a checkbook and, and the small piggy bank as a gift. So when I was a child, hmm. <laughs> a long time ago, they were giving like a, a puzzle or things like that. So, it was I always of interest. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're that kind of generation. Exactly. Exactly. And I, the thing it's like digital teen banking, it, it's not just teen banking. It's every underbanked, every new angle where you can think that in 10 years you will be able to cross a product is the new, is the new hip hype vibe. So digital, uh, it started two, three years ago with Greenlight in the US. Now you have Step, as you mentioned. And there's different kind of approach. There's the gaming approach. There's uh, the uh, social network approach, which is more step. Um, there is more the uh, uh, club part, which is kind of uh, get Cooper, but they want to take the approach of a kind of, I think, a club. I think so. Mm -hmm. um, so why is it today a, a vibe? Because the, the technology allows it and because there's, uh, there's these social network things. Um, the reality, I, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I'm not sure on the long term it, it's a real play. Um, you're a parent, right? You have children. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Your child is coming to you and saying, Dad, I want a bank. Assume they're young. I want a bank account. And they will tell you, Dad, I want a bank account. And uh, there's a new fintech. Oh, there's Will Smith. There's. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, body rag, there's, uh, you know, all these uh, uh, Damino, all these new things. It's amazing. And on the other side, your bank will call you by saying, we have an in-house, a digital bank approach, uh, much more features than the other one that your child is talking to. And by the way, everything is in real time. It's peer-to-peer. -peer. There's reward. There's saving account. There's everything. As a parent, what are you going to choose? Yeah, probably likely the incumbent offering. And why? Because you don't want your child to be, to be like a Fortnite or Xbox thing. You prefer like a, uh, and by the way, it won't be cheaper and there won't be additional features and you have less control. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why I think if incumbents have a, a real offer to be able to compete with Step and all of them, they have a play because they hold the relationship with the parent and the money is coming from the parent, not from the child. 
That, that, that does make sense to me. So let's talk about SMB and why you focus on that. Obviously, it's a huge opportunity. No one's really seemed to figure it out yet, though to me, it seems the most powerful offerings are the, the embedded finance offerings of companies like the Intuits that are coming you know, with large user bases in sort of an ancillary market. Um, what, what does it take for you know, a tier two to really service um, you know, local, local banks? Local, local customers, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Local customers and local business customers. Yes, uh, exactly. It, 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 it's, a, it's an amazing question. When you say before the first question, there's a new trend for teen banking, I just want to make clear, there's no money to make on teen banking. Mm. Teen banking is the future clients in 10 years. That's where you, you can have a play to survive in 10 years. So as of today, there's no money. The, that's the real money today for credit union, community banks, regional, the real money, it's on small, medium business. And if they have it, on FX. All the rest, it's potential money in 10 years. Potential. Potential. But you need the potential. So the SMB, and that's why we're launching yeah, Thanks for because- clarifying that about the teen banking. I know that's an issue, how to monetize young people, which is extremely, extremely hard. But there's no money. It's like yeah. the only way to make money, it's to spend money on VCs. So mm-hmm. VC money is brewing. I'm going to give you an example. I saw a slide on teen banking with an analysis on the different segment. And the different segment I, that I found out is, is uh, they were mentioning step with the key product, potential future key product was lending. How can you make lending on teenagers? How can you make lending on teenagers? There's no, you can make, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. So not, <laughs> so there's no monetization as of today. In our, in our model, yes, we can make monetization because the way we construct and the additional features. SMB. So now you're a small, medium, you're a bank, credit union, community bank. You want to launch a small, medium business. What are you going to, uh, banking, what are you going to do? A website, an app, bill payment, checking, saving, uh, sorry, CDs, and that's it. Then you have to call either your core banking provider or you have to call X fintech to try to build an offering, to try mm-hmm. to build. Um, so now I'm going to uh, take an example, which is a great example, Regis Bank. Mm-hmm. So Regis Bank, they announced two weeks ago, they're launching a new SMB uh, suite, which is uh, in collaboration with NAMI. So what it is, it's an app, it's a website, Accounting service, digital opening. That's what I understood, which is a great offering for SMB. Uh, on the other side, you have Cabbage, Intuit, and you have Revolut mm-hmm. that is going to that is launching also this kind of product. So, what is the the common product? The common product today for for SMB, if you are a community bank uh, and a creation, it's a website. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. And once again, there was a great uh, report uh, with a cornerstone advisor of last summer um, saying that half of a small, medium business, half of, of a, let's call it population, is thinking about changing the bank provider in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. It's a report with autobooks, and they're interested to pay for services, which is a great thing. That means mm-hmm. customers are looking to pay. Um, so we're launching a small medium business which with an app, uh, onboarding, and uh, additional features that will allow banks to 
not only compete with this new change of bank, but to be ahead of them with even products that they don't have and they won't be able to have it. To have it. Like what? Mobile point of sales, mm-hmm. uh, sub accounts, um, uh, cities, uh, retirement plan, etc., uh, etc., et lending, etc. And okay. what I'm saying, they can, they can have certain of a product, but most of these players, they're fintech, they're not bank. And they're working with bank as a bin sponsor, but uh, they're fintech. In our construct, our bin sponsor is a bank. We are a platform. And our, let's call B2B client, is a, is a bank itself, a credit union. So you understand that from, from, from the beginning, from the construct, we're at every level, we're chartered. We are bank licensed. And, uh, and Agora is coming with all the, like a puzzle, like a Lego box, uh, all the components. So we can plug it the way they want it. And, uh, and uh, we can go fast. I get it. So, so going back to that question I asked you before, Cody, uh, you know, when, when you see these horizontal moves of companies like Intuit or Cabbage into banking, um, I guess, how, how, do, how do the tier two banks compete against integrated solutions like that? So to be able to compete, step one, they need to have a, a day one, an offering that can compete effectively. So let's come in on the side of Intuit Cabbage. Intuit Cabbage thing, we have a customer base on our own services. Mm-hmm. Dear clients, we are banking service and it's easy because we already integrated. So we make your life easy. So that's their play. So you already are a client, you're already using our services. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to, we're expanding into banking. So it's integrated. That's for existing clients. The future client, they will say, hey, we have a, we are launching banking product and you can also use our existing product. So one, it's a reverse approach. So now let's go to the creation community bank. They have existing client or they will have new one. They, they can say, you're already using our banking services our, as an end user on the retail side. Mm-hmm. And now we have a corporate product, which is even better than the other one because we have the same features, even more, and we can do lending and we are local and you can talk physically when COVID will, will stop. Even you can talk to us physically. So basically they can say we have the best of both worlds, digital and physical. I'm not talking, I'm not going to focus on physical, but just still like you know us, you know where you can find us, you know mm-hmm. how you can talk to us. Can always pick up the phone. Sorry? And they can always pick up the phone to speak to a banker. Okay. That's an important you know thing us. for SMB. You know us. Yeah. You know us, you know us, you know we're here. You know we're here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about SMB, but uh, last month. N26 announced an amazing feature. I, I, I'm going to say it very ironically. They set up a new tier, uh, a paid debit card, a new tier. Mm-hmm. And with this new tier, you can call someone. Before, everything was with a chat. Now, <laughs> you pay and you, you see you laugh. Now you can talk to someone. That's very important. It's like a, you can talk to someone. This is, this is the... Uh... Challenger banks moving into traditional banking, they'll eventually all have um, some type of customer contact centers. Exactly. And Revolut. Yeah. Revolut, you cannot talk to someone. Everything is with a chat, which is, I, I love Revolut. I, I'm a client of Revolut for three years, and I, mm-hmm. they're amazing. I'm really supportive of Revolut versus Monso and 26 and the other. But there's a chat. It's very complicated to talk to someone. And uh, 
two weeks three weeks ago they announced a website that means it was not just yeah, a base it's a website banking. and which is which is exactly what we do agora on the smb there's a transactional website there's an app uh but also there's a contact with a credit union committee bank a real contact it's it's uh they're talking to them so in in the last question i'd, I'd like to talk and hear from you um sort of what your plans are now. You, you have these these two white labels, you have the, the integrations. Like what does Agora look like in 2021? What are you working on? What are your biggest priorities? One, we're launching a live with our bin sponsor, which is a Q1 2021. So our mm -hmm. bin sponsor is a Sterling National Bank. It's yeah. a $30 billion regional bank. So none in New York. Uh, we're also going to uh, uh, integrate um, uh, with a with a smaller bank uh, below Durban World, uh, we're also going to uh, go live with a uh, Finastra. So very important versus our competitors. Competitors either they're looking to replace existing core or to provide certain features outside of a core. Uh, we're looking to partner with core. So the first one we're going to partner is is Finastra. So Finastra is going to, and we already we already on uh, their website, Fusion Fabric. So mm -hmm. they're going to resell our uh, white label solution to the to the bank's credit union. We're right now talking to another big call, uh, which is interested by the same thing. So our, it's going live. That's one. Two, it's mm -hmm. um, launching with the first clients. Um, there's over two, three uh, pending uh, final discussion and uh, before launch. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also going to launch a third uh, white label product which is uh, today, so it's Teen SMB. We are uh, a strong believer that uh, elderly people, age people is a key segment. So we're going to launch, uh, I'm already announcing it, a white label uh, for age people that needs to be protected, not just the age people or like a basic service. It's people that needs to be protected. Uh, Alzheimer, curated people, uh, custodian, everything. And... Uh, I think it's going to be a huge segment in the U.S. And uh, and as a funny joke, two decades ago when we launched the online bank in Europe, I did that already. We had an offering for uh, teenagers. We had an offering for small medium business and for age people. And I did that because our main shareholder at that time was Aviva, uh, the UK insurance company. So it was our main uh, investors. Uh, investor, sorry. And so I built white label solutions for them. So today I'm just doing it with a new technology, with a additional products, but I'm just, <laughs> just what I, I did it already two decades ago at a very large scale. What's old is new again. Arcadia, always great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thank you.